Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is focused on Kenya's financial markets with the aim of providing you, the listener, with an up-to-date overview of both the global markets as well as the Kenyan markets. And we attempt to do this by reporting on the performance of the major markets, ranging from the money markets to the foreign exchange market, and from the equity markets to the bond market. And in addition to that, we also cover any topical issues arising during the week. This week, we are reviewing the performance of the financial markets during the 33rd week of 2022. That is from Monday the 15th to Friday the 19th of August. And without further ado, this is your host, Jamuhuri. And together, let's dive right in. And as is the norm, we start off by looking at the global markets. The cost of living crisis continues to take hold of the United Kingdom as consumers purchasing power decreases. According to data released by the Office of National Statistics, real wages, which measures an employee's pay after accounting for inflation, fell by 3% annually in the second quarter of 2022. UK inflation rose to another 40-year high in the month of July, as rising food and energy prices continued to intensify the squeeze that inflation is having on households. According to estimates published on Wednesday, the consumer price index rose by 10.1% annually, which was way above a Reuters forecast of 9.8%. Core inflation, which excludes food and energy prices, came in at 6.2% for the year to July 2022, rising from 5.8% in June. You will recall that the Bank of England projects that inflation in the UK is expected to top out at 13% in October this year. According to minutes from the Federal Reserve's July meeting that were released on Wednesday, Policymakers indicated they were not considering slowing down on interest rate hikes until inflation has been reduced and contained below the Fed's desired level of 2%. During the July meeting, the Fed approved a 75 basis point hike in interest rates. On Friday, U.S. stocks tumbled as Wall Street's so-called summer rally faltered on fears that the Fed will continue to hike rates based on the minutes of their last meeting in July. The leading major averages closed the week on a sour note as the S&P 500 slid 1.29% to close at 4,228, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average tumbled 0.86% to 33,706, and the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite dropped 2% to settle at 12,705. 
U.S. Treasury yields rose on Friday as investors digested the minutes of the Fed's last meeting, as well as economic data that showed a drop in jobless claims. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note was up about 9 basis points at 2.974%, while the yield on the 30-year Treasury bond traded up 7 basis points to 3 Germany's finance ministry said on Friday that the country's economic outlook remains gloomy due to high energy prices and supply chain disruptions. This outlook was further underscored by a record jump in producer prices. Producer prices, which are a leading indicator for inflation, saw their highest increase on record in the month of July, driven mainly by higher energy prices. Energy prices as a whole were up 105% compared with July 2021. Norway's sovereign wealth fund, the largest in the world, which is valued at $1.3 trillion, reported a loss of $174 billion in the first half of 2022. The fund returned a negative performance of 14.4% as both stocks and bonds suffered losses due to fears of a global recession and skyrocketing inflation. The performance of the fund reflects the major trends in the global markets. Oil prices held steady on Friday but were down for the week mainly on the back of a stronger U.S. dollar and fears that an economic slowdown could weaken demand for crude. A stronger dollar makes oil more expensive in other currencies. Both benchmarks fell about 1.5% for the week, with the international benchmark Brent crude settling at $96.72 a barrel, while the U.S. benchmark West Texas Intermediate closed at $90.77 a barrel. Marban oil, which Kenya imports, declined to about $94 a barrel, compared with just below $100 the previous week. The price of gold slipped for a fifth consecutive session on Friday, its longest losing streak since November last year. The appeal for gold has faded because of a stronger U.S. dollar, and the prospects of further rate hikes in the horizon. The price of gold dipped 0.6% to $1,748 per ounce. Similar to oil, a stronger dollar makes gold more expensive for buyers using other currencies. On Friday, the price of Bitcoin fell to its lowest level in more than three weeks, as it dipped below $22,000 on the back of a sudden crypto sell-off in early European trading. The world's largest digital coin had just recently surpassed the $25,000 level for the first time since June. According to Coindesk, Bitcoin plunged to below $21,450 as at 12.17 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, shifting gears to the local scene, 
According to the Central Bank of Kenya, the Kenya shilling remained stable against major international and regional currencies during the week. The Kenya shilling was exchanging at 119.47 versus the US dollar, 144.01 against the sterling pound, and 121.35 versus the euro. And against the regional currencies, one Kenya shilling was exchanging for 31.81 Ugandan shillings and 19.52 Tanzanian shillings and 8.62 Rwandese francs. The outlook for the U.S. dollar remains positive as the U.S. dollar index hit a five-week high and posted its biggest weekly gain since April 2020. This outlook is driven by the likelihood that the Fed Reserve will continue hiking rates to fight inflation as indicated in the minutes of its July meeting. The dollar index rose 0.6% to 108.13, its highest level since the 15th of July. On the contrary, the outlook for the Kenya shilling remains bleak as the Kenya shilling continues to depreciate versus the U.S. dollar driven mainly by local demand for the greenback, which continues to far outstrip the supply side. Case in point, over the past two years, the Kenya shilling has depreciated from a rate of 101.35 that was recorded on the 2nd of January 2020 to the current levels of 119.47, a decline of more than 17%. Moving over to foreign exchange reserves, Kenya's usable foreign exchange reserves remained adequate at $7.62 billion, that is equivalent to 4.39 months of import cover. This meets the central bank's statutory requirement to maintain at least four months of import cover. However, despite the reassurance from the central bank, we note with concern the significant decline in reserves from a peak of $8.81 billion dollars recorded on the 30th of December 2021 to the current level of $7.62 billion, a decline of $1.19 billion US dollars in a period of just eight months. This trend is clearly not sustainable. For your information, foreign exchange reserves are assets such as cash, deposits, treasury bills, and gold that are held by a central bank mainly to support the country's balance of payments. The forex reserves also help to influence a country's exchange rate as well as maintain confidence in the financial markets. Next up is diaspora remittances. The remittance inflows in the month of July 2022 totaled $319 million a decline of about 5% compared to the $336 million in July 2021. However, the cumulative inflows for the 12 months to July 2022 increased by 16% for a total of $3.99 billion compared to the $3.44 billion for the same period in 2021. The strong remittance inflows continues to support the country's current account and the stability of the Kenya shilling exchange rate. The US dollar remains the largest source of remittance into Kenya 
accounting for about 58% of total remittances received in the month of July 2022. Moving over to the money markets, during the weekend review, the liquidity situation in the interbank market remained tight as tax remittances far exceeded government payments. Commercial bank success reserves in relation to the cash reserve requirement set at 4.25% stood at 30.3 billion shillings. Open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate at 5.53% on Thursday compared to 5.6% the previous week. During the week, the average number of interbank deals declined to 33 from 44, while the average value traded declined to 21.4 billion shillings from 30.3 billion shillings the previous week. In the government securities market, the Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday the 18th of August, and the central bank received bids totaling 19.7 billion shillings, against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance of 82%. Interest rates on all the tenants remained relatively stable, with a 91-day rate rising 10 basis points to 8.66%, the 182-day rate increasing by about 6 basis points to 9.49%, while the 364-day rate dipped marginally to 9.90%. Treasury bills are a secure short-term investment that is less than one year. They are issued on a weekly basis by the central bank on behalf of the government of Kenya. Treasury bills constitute a borrowing by the government from the public, mainly for the purpose of financing the national budget. Treasury bills are an attractive investment opportunity for both retail and institutional investors. Moving over to the primary bond market, during the Treasury bond auction that was held on Wednesday the 17th of August, they reopened 3-year, 10-year and 12-year fixed rate Treasury bonds received bids totaling 49.1 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 50 billion shillings, representing a performance of 98%. However, the Central Bank of Kenya accepted only 38.52 billion shillings and the results were as follows. The first bond FXD1 stroke 2022 stroke 03 with 2.7 years left to maturity, Central Bank accepted 21.8 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 12.44%. For the second bond FXD2 stroke 2019 stroke 10, with 6.7 years left to maturity, the central bank accepted 8.77 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 13.88%. For the third bond, that is FXD1 stroke 2021 stroke 20, with 19.1 years left to maturity, the central bank accepted 7.94 billion shillings at a weighted average rate of 13.96%. Treasury bonds are a secure, medium to long-term investment that is between 2 years and 30 years. They are issued on a monthly basis by the Central Bank of Kenya on behalf of the government. Treasury bonds normally pay out interest every 6 months 
until the bond matures. Treasury bonds constitute a borrowing by the government from the public, mainly for the purpose of financing the national budget. Treasury bonds are an attractive investment opportunity for institutional investors who have a longer-term investment horizon. Moving over to the Nairobi Securities Exchange, during the week under review, the equities market was on a downward trajectory with the NASI, the NSC20, and the NSC25 declining by 0.4%, 1.1%, and 1% respectively. This takes their year-to-date performance to losses of 12.4% for the NASI, 7.1% for the NSC20, and 9.9% for the NSC25. The market's performance was driven mainly by losses recorded by large-cap stocks, such as Equity Group, which was down 5%, East African Breweries lost 2.2%, Cooperative Bank dipped by 1.6%, NCBA Bank decreased by 1.5%, and BAT edged lower by just 1%. On the flip side, these losses were mitigated by gains recorded by stocks such as ABSA, Bamburi, KCB Group, and Safaricom, which increased marginally from a high of 2.9% to a low of just 0.3%. Moving over to the topical issue for this week. This week, we are looking at pending bills. Pending bills refers to the amounts owed by both national and county governments to contractors and suppliers. Based on the latest report by the Treasury, the amount of pending bills hit a record high of 468 billion shillings as at the end of last year, that is 2021. Data from the Treasury indicates that state corporations and ministerial departments owed the bulk of pending bills, which stood at 414 billion shillings. On the other hand, counties had pending bills up to the tune of about 11 billion shillings, and that is as at June 2021. In addition to that, the latest report from the Auditor General also shows that the total accumulated entitlement to the Equalization Fund as at the end of fiscal year 2019-2020 stood at 30.7 billion shillings. However, the Treasury has only transferred about 12.4 billion shillings to the fund, indicating a shortfall of over 18 billion shillings that remains outstanding. The Equalization Fund was set up to provide basic services to marginalized areas to help bring them up to par with the rest of the country. The Constitution requires that the national government set aside 0.5% of total revenues collected towards the Equalization Fund. However, this has not been happening, which explains the deficit of over 18 billion shillings. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. 
Remember, the Market Color podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please subscribe and remember to turn on alerts so that you can be notified of new episodes. And if you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That is jamuhuriG at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. And as I sign off, I want to share with you another quote by Henry David Thoreau that states, If a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it's because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music which he hears, however measured or far away. Once again, thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And until then, have a fantastic week ahead and God bless you.